welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Ho, ho, ho. Yes, and we're back after a very, very luxurious championship weekend where most players came up very flat, except if your name was Todd Gurley, who came mm. off as the what I would consider the MVP of the fantasy season. Yeah, that was some elite stuff, man. Yeah, he just uh, came out and scored another 55 points on me. Cost me two ships. Uh, cost me from getting the two ships. It pretty much just wrecked my fantasy year. Then Larry Fitz wrecked the other league there, so I only won one out of four leagues. Very depressing for me. Got a lot of second-place finishes. Got a, got a couple third-place finishes in there as well. Uh, just overall, I'm just a very sad person here this Tuesday evening just because I only come away with one ship. You also came away with one ship as well. Uh, winning the inaugural season of the Dyson Nerd Superflex League. Champion. Yeah, you're pretty much a Superflex savant. You just go in there first year, but like, I don't even know, I've never even played Superflex before, but uh, oh, look, I won. Oops. Yeah, that's how it is. Slipped on a banana peel and fell in the championship. Yeah, it was it's just a weird, it was a weird weekend. A lot of players kind of came up real flat. I saw uh, Katie Flowers, uh, host, co-host of the uh, UTH pod. She was up two points on her opponent in the championship game. And she was. They had uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Michael Crabtree. You know, you assume that you're toast. And you, I saw you basically concede the L. At you that concede point. it. Yeah. And I saw other people tweet out the same thing where they had those two players going for the ship actually. And uh, yeah, they both combined with zero catches for uh, zero points. Zero one points. catch would have costed one. One guy literally said, "I, I just needed one of them to catch one ball." He lost by point five points. I, I saw that. You yeah. saw that one. Mm-hmm. And he had both of them on the roster. I mean, then you just know you're just... You're screwed. Not, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, yeah. You should just quit fantasy at that point. No, it's <laughs> literally to the point, like, I don't ever get mad, really, when it comes to losing in fantasy anymore. I'm just in too many leagues. I've been doing too long to really... I just know it's just comes down to luck a lot. Absolutely. Of situations like this. So I don't get too mad. You know, when they gave Knicks that touchdown uh, over Le'Veon Bell at the one-yard line, I was mildly frustrated and said, this is stupid, but, you know, that's, you, you curse sometimes. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Right. I was upset, but I wasn't mad. If I was down a half a point, I had Michael Crabtree and Alshon Jeffrey, and all they do is catch one ball between the two of them. Uh, and neither of them caught a single ball after finishing the year as a pretty highly productive receiver. I might have dropped a couple R-rated movie lines on there and uh, been a little upset. Yeah, no, I mean that's <laughs> it's 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 very frustrating. A lot of the times, I don't even end up watching the champion like the championship week. I don't watch the games that my players are in because just for that exact reason, like I just get too frustrated watching it. So. I, I I just find myself trying to tune out as much as possible, which is perfect because obviously you know this year was Christmas. Christmas, yes. like there's so many distractions, it's so easy to just kind of put it aside. At least for me, with kids running around and everything like that, um, to kind of put it aside and let things be. Just kind of I just I did my checks to make sure. My players were playing, and then yeah, I, I let it ride out, man. You have Alshon and Crabtree. Like, are yep. they playing? Are, like, yep. are they even playing? I, I had a, literally. I was. I even. Ha- I had. I had. A, I actually had a Crabtree and an Alshon share in both in two different championship games. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did not help my cost in those yeah, games no, either. No, they did not. And I was looking. Are, are they hurt? Are they not even go? <laughs> no, no, no. They weren't. They weren't even hurt. And uh, but it did help. Like I said, I was a little dis. I was away from those four o'clock games as well because after I watched the worst team in the history of the NFL uh, lose horribly 
I immediately went to a holiday party to go see some family in law family members, and I went and sat on a couch in a corner all by myself. Right. I had a little tummy ache as it was, anyways. And I wasn't really following along as well. But, you know, hopefully a lot of people came away as a champion, as you did, as myself did. Uh, it's only one title, but I'll still take the one title. Still can keep the streak alive, baby. Yeah, you're still a champion. I'm still a champion. I feel I feel good. You know, all the second place finishes still pay out some cash, which is kind of nice. But, you know. Right. No, yeah. In our, one, in our one uh, league, I think, I, like our, our main dynasty one that we've been talking about forever, I, I came in third, I think. I think third gets their money back, right? Or do they actually get a no, little? No, they win a little bit of money. That do they way. win a little bit? Did of money? you come in third? Yeah. In uh, the the official dinosaurs? Yeah. Oh, nice. I yeah. Some, I, I have to give you some cash before you go then. Cool. Absolutely. Maybe I'll think about it. Yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Get some own cash in there we'll for see. myself. I came and say, yeah. So I lost the only league I wanted to win. I lost. Why did I lose? Uh, Nick's getting a touchdown and Larry Fitzgerald having his best game all year. Why? Well, why? Why not? Right? Yeah. Why, why not? not? Cause he's playing you. Yeah. Larry Fitz. Yeah. Can't wait to talk. The only about reason it. he was in in the lineup is because uh, that guy had Antonio Brown, who was not playing. Right. Yeah. Who would have thought? But you know, Antonio Brown probably dropped fifty, so it wouldn't have really mattered. No, I, you're, I can't. You're, you're probably right. I can't even say, hey, well, why why do you play Antonio Brown? Because Antonio Brown probably still would have beat me anyways. But you know, it was this year. He's been in a couple finals. He never won one, so it's his first one after he's been in a year. He's he's in a founding father. No, so. I, th- I think he's won one. Did he? Oh, he did win. Yeah, he, he won, won one. Like, one. I think he might have won the first year. He won the very yeah. first one. Yeah. That's it. We're disbanding the league. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hopefully a lot of people came away a winner there. If you didn't, hey, 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 no need to cry. There's always next year. Yeah, the real season begins right now. This is the funnest part about Dynasty. You know, until you get to playoffs, most of the regular season just kind of. Well, actually, take a week it. or two to, to enjoy the playoffs, the actual NFL playoffs. And, yes, and and then the real season begins. Yes, we're actually taking next week off. I'll be in Disney. Right. Going to catch up with Mickey Mouse, Avatar, Darth Vader, all those guys. See how they've been. Uh, take the kids, warm up a little bit, and uh, go from there. Yeah, get a little suntan. So no show next week. I know, I know. But listen, take some time for yourself. Take a little personal time. Everyone needs it. De- decompress from from fantasy. Let it uh, let it marinate, you know, in its glory somewhere else, and then and then. Bring it back in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you could take a week off here, two yeah. weeks off here. Yeah. It's nothing crazy. There's nothing. Honestly, just to, get just away. Watch till, some bowl games. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. Watch, watch some play NFL off. playoffs. Yeah. Just don't worry about dynasty. Nothing's going to change much. We're here for you. Yeah. I mean, we're not even digging these rookies yet. We're going to nope. go today. We're going to talk about players that we think should sell high on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take a week off. We're going to come back and do a rookie redraft show. And then we'll do, uh, I don't know. We'll it'll, it'll be full-on bowl season and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that stuff's going to start coming pretty naturally. And, and you know, see, we'll be talking Senior Bowl and East-West Shrine game and oh, all that kind of stuff. Can't wait. And then yeah. I can't wait to do our way-too-early 2018 rookie mock draft. Right. It just all rolls. It'll be completely different by our uh, late July rookie oh, yeah. mock draft. And then, it, you know, it'll all roll right into the combine. And then, boom, before we even know it, the draft will be... I right will, at our doorstep. I will say, if somebody's looking to make some moves right away, uh, I think the main point after looking at ADP and everything is what you want to trade for is definitely draft picks again. Last year we said, hey, put all go all in on this draft sure. if you can. Yep. And it turned out that we were correct. Like That was a draft was, you want to go all in. If, you, if there's any draft you want to trade for mostly just rookie players, that was it. This year, 
isn't going to be doesn't look like it's going to be as talented as this draft. And honestly, this one draft's going to go down with the 2014 draft as an all timer. Yeah, the 2017 so, and the 2014 are are two of the best drafts I've ever seen. Ever yeah. in 15 years of playing dynasty, it's mm-hmm. the two best drafts I've ever seen. That being said, this 18 draft and even also the 19 draft, just a little bit, just for kind of poops and giggles. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty solid as well. Right. But this this draft class really deep at running back. Some really solid receiver guys where a couple of them are probably going to pan out and be pretty solid. Tight end position looking like we got about three really good tight ends as of right now, which is going to change. We got Penn State, Oklahoma, and South Dakota State, Kadecki, Andrews. So that looks good. And then, then of course, the quarterback class is going to be okay there as well. So this looks like it's going to be not as talented of a class, but just as deep of a class where we can get into the second round. I'm like, okay, I still like guys here. So a late round first going to be a good pick there's still value. Round pick, yeah there's gonna yeah. be a good pick so if you are looking at making some trades right away in your dynasty play league and there's guys on here on this list we'll go through some of these guys hey what do you want to get for these guys and some of them we just draft picks and you should be okay with that as long as you hit because remember even now you're like oh i can't give away this player x for pick eight okay well go back 12 months from now and you begin in cream hunt you begin alvin kamara you begin evan ingram all right, guys that you'd be feel okay with. Oh, I can't trade this guy for a second round pick. You begin Cooper Cup, Juju Smith Schuster. Right, talent is arrived. So there's no news and notes. No, yeah. no, yeah, there you wasn't know. anything. Well, plenty of news and notes when we come back because there's gonna be all kinds of people fired. Absolutely, uh, the I coaching my, carousel will be. I hope my coach gets fired, but it surely doesn't look like it. No, God knows how a coach can go one and thirty two uh, in the NFL season or one and thirty one. And who knows? How is it even possible? Who knows? Who knows? What do I know? What do, I'm just a podcaster. What do I know? Just a, we're what just do, stupid podcasters. What do we know? So let's just dive right into it, shall we? Let's talk about players that we think, if you're going to sell, now's the time to sell. Uh, some of us, We have our own little list here. Some of these guys we're going to agree on. Some of the guys we aren't going to agree on. Uh, mostly I'll be right. Mostly Matt will be wrong. But hey, hey, what's new? If you're a long-time listener, you've been listening for almost four years, you know what I'm you talking about, You know exactly right? who's right all the time. So let's just dive into it, shall we? Now, neither the highest neither guy, one of us is right all the time. <laughs> but go, go ahead. Very true. So let's got, dive into the highest guy on the ADP list order here. Again, we're using the courtesy of DynastyLeagueFootball.com for their ADP because they do such a tremendous job with Ryan McDowell and all them collecting their ADP data. Uh, it's fantastic. So we're using that because we don't have an ADP guy right now. Yep. It's hard to find those guys. It's a tough job. It's a lot of work is what it is. And you know what I also want to say before we get into that too as well? Um, If you are interested in, if you do, if you like scouting rookies, for example, and you you put a lot of time into it and you like writing scouting reports and you want to write some scouting reports for the uh, website and start writing for the website, this is a good time to get in with DynastyNerds.com to become a writer. We do pay our writers after a certain amount of time here as well. Again, that's why we like to ask you for donations. Even though our donations page is down currently because we asked for donations last week and some asshole decided to hack our website. Our website was down for a little bit. Uh, our donations page is still hacked. We're still working on that. We're going to get through that. So no donations as of today. Um, so if you did plan on being a nice uh, giver, hold off on that. We'll announce when it's back up. Uh, check Twitter and stuff. But as Merry right now, Christmas to us, right? Yeah, Merry Christmas to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do want to write for DynastyNerds.com, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, or stream an email, rich at dynastynerds.com, because we are going to be looking for more writers to join our great staff already to get more rookie content out here 
and go to DynastyNerds.com every single day because we should be posting literally every single day a rookie scouting report to really start diving in on these rookies, which was a great tool not only for myself, but you guys as well. And if you want to watch, I think a, a number one question we get asked all the time, Hey, where do you watch your tape? Where right. do you watch your tape? It's draftbreakdown.com. They did go behind a paywall this past uh, year. It used to be free, but, I mean, they, they do a heck of a good job. Um, they do basically cut-ups of every single player in every single game. Like, they, they have every single snap of their game, basically. So, um, it, I think it's only like 2 bucks a month or something. Yeah, it's, it's not trust me. I'm one of those guys. I go to a site. They ask you to pay for it. I literally go right off of it. Every, and I've been that way my entire life when it comes to fantasy football. I just don't pay. I put in the time myself. I don't need to pay. This is one site I will pay for because, it's again, it's 100% worth it. Right. You yeah. know? And if anything's worth it, then you should pay because, again, a lot of people put in time. Or you can you have, us, have us pay for it, and, get, and we'll give you the breakdown. Either way. We'll be the draft, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, I guess that is the best way to do it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You do have us. Yes. Why else do we do this? Exactly. Okay. So that being said, let's get in some guys that we believe you should be selling high on. Now, Matt, you brought to the table the guy highest on ADP list here. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Antonio Brown. I disagree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I kind of had a feeling you would. And I, I, and I just kind of put it out there as... Uh, Give your points. Like kind of, no, just kind of like food for thought type of thing. Um, Ooh, food. Yeah, I mean, at, at age 29, and obviously, you know, Big Ben, you know, his future is, is murky, I guess, at best. Every every year, it seems like, for the past couple of years, it's kind of been like, is Big Ben coming back? Is he going to is he gonna retire? And, and at age 29, the reason I am on here is because Antonio Brown's value is never going to go higher than it is right now. I think it, I mean it could maintain for another year if 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 you know everything Big Ben comes back, they don't you know, Juju, Juju uh, Smith Schuster doesn't take another step forward and and kind of eat into his workload a little bit, um, but at age twenty nine and at an ADP of four and a statistical rank of number one, he he's not going to get higher than this. You know Odell's coming back. He was Nuke a statistical is, rank last year of number one too. I'm just saying he's not going to get he's not going to get better than this. Is all I'm saying. Agree. So I do agree with those points exactly. Like he, he he's not going to get and higher than this. He's and, and not I, growing ahead of Nuke. He's not going ahead of Odell Beckham. Right. Uh, and there's a chance maybe somebody like could pass him up. A guy like Michael Thomas could pass him up after this year. Maybe a guy like Devontae Adams can pass him up after this year. So right. I do agree with all those aspects. I don't agree with the p- fact of one. Of course, if you're in a rebuild team. A lot of these guys are going to be. I think the next three guys we're talking about. If you're, it's it's strictly on your team basis alone. What yes. do you have around you? If you're a championship contender, you're not selling Antonio Brown. No, absolutely not. And that's not that's that wasn't my point. I kind of brought him up as 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 just like a, a person to throw out there as, hey, this guy's not going to get any better. His value is not going to be higher. His value is not going to get higher. And that's and, and that I mean that is the epitome of of selling at the very highest point. Um. I I'm not a person that usually sells right at that point because I've been a contender on most of the on most of my <laughs> on most of my rosters. What's, what's so, it like to sell on a bad team? I don't. Really so, uh, <laughs> so no, I mean it, it it has been a while. So I mean, it, like a guy Antonio Brown, I w- I would be holding for the most part in 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 all my leagues. My league of the Dynasty Nerds Podcast Listener League, which I finished dead last, and it's the worst roster I've ever had in the history of fantasy football. Uh, I I would absolutely be selling. 
Uh, right. Only exactly. proper problem is I'd only get offered a McChicken sandwich, which is delicious <laughs> and all, but I just wouldn't be able to accept that offer. Uh, but I, to me, the big Ben worry here of him retiring this year, not worried about whatsoever. I think if anything, if Big Ben was going to retire, like not this year but next year, I want this to be the year of him to retire because the the amount of like quality quarterbacks that are going to be in this free agency pool is like tremendous. So if you brought in a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, you brought a guy in like uh, Alex Smith to the Steelers, I think they'd slide right in and do well. And Antonio Brown would strive. I know Antonio Brown's a little bit older at the age of twenty nine, but he is so elite, once in a generation kind of player. That does not matter to me at all. Just look at Larry Fitzgerald, for example. Larry Fitzgerald's 34. He's he's a top-four fantasy producer right now. There's no reason he should not come back next year because he's still dominating as ever. Guys like him kind of transcend the position where I don't think Tony Brown works. It's not just speed with him either. It's it's just oh, no, his hands, I, I his route running yeah. ability. So I think he easily has a couple – I think he easily has three more years okay. of being an elite receiver. And that – like we always mention all the time, three more years. That's a lifetime. Yeah. It's a lifetime, man. I know. So he's one of those few rare exceptions where I would not be considering selling. And if I was selling because I was rebuilding, it'd have to be for the heater. Like it'd have to be. You're giving me 1 1. You're giving me something else. It would have to be for the else. heater no matter what you sold. Like whatever you sold, it would have to be the business for Antonio okay. Brown no matter what. I'm not advocating giving this guy away or anything like that. I'm saying his value is never going to be higher. True. In and my I eyes. And that, and that was the only reason I brought him up. Okay. Um, so let's move down the list here. The next, My next guy on the list is Julio Jones. Now Julio Jones is number eight overall ADP. And kind of for the same aspect of you where he said only if you're rebuilding most likely – but I will put that most likely at a kind of medium pace here because it's like, what else could I flip Antonio Julio Jones for? Because right now Julio Jones has an ADP of eight, correct? He's, yes. He finished the year, which is over now, is wide receiver seven. You know the Kyle Shanahan offense. He's listen. He's a fabulous player. That don't get me wrong here. He's ter- ter- terrific. The foot ankle injury he's he, had since college. He's had forever. Yeah. It's always he's always missed a couple games, which isn't terrible. The problem is he never catches touchdowns. He hasn't caught touchdowns literally his entire career. He's got okay. three this year. Yeah. Ooh, hey. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they all happen in like one game? <laughs> little menage of three with yeah, me yeah. in this one game here. So for me, Julio is with that value. So he has an ADP overall of eight. He finishes the year as wide receiver seven. I see a hole in it. Okay. When you have a guy like Tyree Kill ahead of him, when you have Michael Thomas ahead of him, when you have Keen Allen ahead of him, and the youth difference there with those players, could I trade? Could I trade uh, Julio for Tyree Kill? Absolutely. But can I trade Julio for Tyree Kill and something? Can I get something pretty quality here? That's it. that's what I'm looking for. Julio is could I trade him for somebody else that I really like and get something back? I would, we mentioned this before, I would absolutely trade him for Devontae Adams, whose ADP is drastically lower down at, what we say, 24, 25, right there. It's 23. So you got eight, you have Julio Jones here at 8. I would absolutely flip him for Devontae Adams if I could and then try and, and then get something, get something back. on top. Yep. If I could not get something on back, I'm okay with that. I would still take Devontae Adams. I would. It's definitely the long-term play. Uh um, getting getting a younger guy in a very good offense that's that's not necessarily injury prone or anything like and look, that. And we're talking we're talking a point to you know Devonte Adams finishes the year as wide receiver eleven, Julio finishes the year as wide receiver seven. 
The point differential is 238 to 222. We're talking 16 points. We're talking the difference of one point per game, and you're going to get younger by about four years on the player there. So for me, it's not really too crazy. You know, Adam Thielen, you're probably not going to do something like that because of this risk at Jarvis Landry. Right. We don't know the future Plus, Adam, there. Adam Thielen's not that much younger. Adam right. Thielen's, I think, 27. Yeah, he's not so, doing too much longer. Right. And like Keenan Allen, if you're worried about the injuries, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with making that move for Keenan Allen as well. Give me Keenan Allen plus something, and I'll give you Julio. And I think you'd be able to get plus something because of the injury issues with with Keenan Allen. So yeah, because I think they're greater than they're they're greater than Julio's injury and issues. Everything I said on this exact same list falls by next guy I have on the list, which is AJ Green. Uh, I see that. I, yeah, I see them in very similar light. Yes, um, and he's a year older. AJ right. Green's twenty nine. Now listen, I think A.J. Green's going to outlast Julio in playing career rise. I do say that. He hasn't had the nagging foot injuries, you know, which have a tendency to really slow a guy down once they get into the He's never 30s. Hurt. Right. A.J. Green's never hurt. Right, exactly. I'm just worried about the whole – the only thing that really gets A.J. Green on this list for me personally is I don't really necessarily know what's going to happen here in Cincinnati – Right. So, no, I mean, you know, but, they're going to change coaching staffs. What do they do? They does no new coaching staff stick with Andy Dalton? They have a pretty high draft pick this year. Do they invest in a quarterback? They invest one high in the second round. Do we know what's going on? The offensive line is absolutely terrible right now. The running game, Geo, looked fantastic. But what do they do there? Who's the number two receiver to offset him? What do they do there? Tight end. Who's going to be the future tight end? It's not going to be Tyler, you know, Tyler Koff, Eifert come back next year. The whole situation there in Cincinnati seems like it's about to blow up completely. And where does this leave A.J. Green? Now, A.J. Green's the kind of player that, again, he'll strive no matter what's going on there. I mean, he's done it with Andy Dalton as well. Finishes the year totally um, as wide receiver number 10 overall. But, again, he's finished wide receiver as 10. The situation there is not getting too much better, I can't imagine. Definitely with everything that's going to change. Maybe it changes for the better. We don't know. That could be a possibility too. But right now, all that would put him on the list of a possible sell for me. All in the same aspect, again, of what we said about Julio Jones, of what I get in return. I would rather have A.J. Green over Julio Jones, though, when it comes to Dynasty. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and just like, uh, to me, the, uh, to me, they're, I guess from a injury, a non-injury standpoint, then, yeah, A.J. Green is obviously the safer guy. But from what you were pointing out earlier, like a positional, his positional ADP is, is 7, A.J. Green, and his statistical rank is 10, in a uh, tenth for wide receivers, so there is a so tense. There's a little bit of a gap there as well with this guy. So I could see why you'd want to get him on the sell list. Basically, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think he's I think he's a good sell candidate. I think he's his ADP his perceived um, value is a little higher than his actual value at this he had, time. He had point six more points than Devonte Adams. Right. And again, we've been preaching this Devonte Adams train now for what three weeks. So right, another play I'd consider out, going out there and get. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you can get younger and something, it's not a bad maneuver to do. Right. Definitely win the point differential. And that's the thing. People are like, oh, well, you know, uh, Michael Thomas was wide receiver uh, full five, and AJ Green was wide receiver 10. Yeah, but you're talking about a point a game. That's it. Right. A point a game. Yeah. They're, they're, listen, every right. point counts, but you're talking about over the long term, a point a game. They're both going to have their big games. They're both going to have their clunkers. Exactly. You know? If you want to be more consistent, you get a guy like Jarvis Landry, who's at wide receiver eight, who's just consistent every single week. 15 points basically every week which is fantastic yeah that's great no don't get me wrong yeah. oh i love guys that, so do listen, i listen when you get a championship game and you get 15 points every guy instead of he gets three points if he does what brandon cooks did and gets you four points 
or Jordan, Josh Gordon gets you four points or Crabtree and Alshon gets you zero points, you love guys like that. I would 100% rather have three guys get me 15 points than, than a guy that gets me 25 points one week and, and you know, four the next. That's why we preach those consistent wide receiver threes and why we love yeah. him so much. That's why we love Cooper Cup so much because he's oh, going to yeah. be one of those consistent guys that's going to get you – I think his low ends are going to be like eight, seven points, you know, and on a consistent basis when you get to big games. But those – you say, oh, eight, seven points, that's not enough. But as your wide receiver three, you're that's taking enough. that. Yeah. When you yeah. have somebody you can trust and rely on every single week, those guys are worth their weight in gold. They really so are. So those top guys, again, they're not just going out there to sell just to sell. We'll get to those guys. But these guys are like, maybe you should consider it in the right situation and see what you get back. Definitely if the, if the payoff is well. Definitely get younger, a quality receiver in return, get younger and get something. And some of them, a couple guys I would consider straight up are Michael Thomas and Vontae Adams. Both coming off back-to-back years at the age of 25 as a wide receiver one. That is tremendous. That's huge. That's an, mm-hmm. that's a very, very, very good statistic. Well, when you right look there. at yeah, when you look at some of the other guys that are wide receiver ones this year, a lot of them are old, man. They're, they're getting up there in age. Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones, like we mentioned. Adam Thielen's not young. He's like 20, 27, 28 years yep. old. A.J. Green is another wide receiver one. So there's going to be guys that are bumping down this list in the next couple of years, and these are the guys, Devontae Adams and you know Tyreek Hill, all these guys are going to be in in the wide receiver the guys one conversation. Back next year, yeah. Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, exactly. Uh, some guys are going to take a step forward. Like guys like Corey Davis are going to take a step forward. Right. Some of the guys are going to be, you know, Mike Evans is going to rebound most likely. You know, Alshon with another year with uh, uh, Zach. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Good old Zach Ertz. Zach. The guy that throws Zach Ertz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Kane. Yeah. Carson Wentz. <laughs> so some of the guys are going to go back in there too. Some guys will drop because of injury, of course. But, you know, like I said, with Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, that come up already years back-to-back wide receiver ones at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. When we look four years from now, and they've had wide receiver one years from six for six years down, we're going to start looking at Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams as Antonio Brown, right? as Julio Jones, exactly. as A.J. Green. Because remember, if you go back to ADP over you know, five years ago, look where, look where these guys sat then. They're a little bit, now, obviously, Julio and A.J. have been up there for a long time, but even A.B., you know, Five, six, you know. He they're, crept they're, up the list and crept up the list. Bit. Yeah, right, right. All right, so let's get the next guy on our list here. Uh, ADP of 14, I have Amari Cooper. Mm. And I know, listen, the guy's 23. Mm. He had, you know, that 1,000 yards, blah, 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 all the stats. And I'm not saying, again, sell Amari Cooper just to sell him. But this is a, a, a sell-high episode. And how do you sell Amari Cooper high at this point? I mean, you're selling him on on talent. I mean, you know what age, age, uh, what he's done in the past, basically, because obviously this was a, a down statistical year. And his ADP is 14, so right. he's he's pretty high. But so listen, people still believe in him, even yeah. though he had a crappy year and and had the drops and stuff like that. So from, he's nine spots ahead of Devonta Adams again. So right. it's, to me, it's, I'm using that. I'm just looking at what's behind him. Okay. Right. So I look at Amari Cooper right now, and listen, he is only 23, but the drops are a concern. All right. The coaching staff, they need to blow that thing up because it's, it's terribly coached. Uh, it look, that, offense that, looks bad this year, man. They should never have gotten rid of their offense coordinator. Their offense looks absolutely terrible. But, listen, some of that has to be on Amari Cooper, too. The drops are concerned. Back-to-back years, drops are concerned. Major concern. Here's where I look at Amari Cooper. Um, for here, I'm looking at ADP-wise. What's behind him? Alvin Kamara, behind him. Okay. Ugh, how? Give me Cooper. Yeah. Uh, 
Dalvin Cook behind him. I would rather have Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, 23-24. At this point in their career, I would take Stephon Diggs over Amari Cooper. Uh, I don't know about that one. I'm not going to give you that one. That's uh, fine. For for me, I'd rather have Amari Cooper. That's fine. I'll take Stephon Diggs. Uh, Kareem Hunt behind him. I'll take Kareem Hunt over Amari Cooper. Give me the young stud running back uh, over over him. And then a guy like Devontae Adams again behind him. I'm cool with all the running backs because those guys, to me, are rarer than an Amari Cooper type of wide receiver. I, th- I feel like... I feel like he's a borderline wide receiver, like wide receiver one who could, you know, if he if he got rid of the drops, he could he could elevate his game to be an elite wide receiver. But I'm with you on all these running backs. He's only 23, right? Again, like he's, you said, he's young. So he it might take him another two years to get overcome that. Like if he's like he pulls like the uh, Tiki Barber, where, you know, the drops and everything. Just maybe takes him a couple of years to get all that together. And then at 25 to 29, he's a wide receiver one. And then yeah, then you, hey, why would you ever sell Mark Cooper? But right. at the same time, what if it doesn't come together? A lot of the times it doesn't come together with, with drops and stuff like that. It's, it's like the same thing hard. where the guy who gets hurt his rookie year, right? right, And he just never, ever does anything. How, how often does that happen? A 90% lot, yeah. of the time. A lot, yeah. 90% of the time, if your guy gets hurt his rookie year, he never plays at all. He and never ends up doing anything. Never. That's just look back at it. It's just, you, it's just statistics. What else are you going to go by? They never do anything. Right. It's very hard to get over it sometimes. And drops are hard if they didn't come over. So he, the big thing was weird with him is that wasn't a concern in college. So and it wasn't a concern in his rookie year. So we got some kind of wiggle room there. But we are coming off back-to-back years where drops are an issue. Three years in a row, and to me, that's a strikeout. Oh, yeah. If he, if he comes back next year and he's still dropping balls, to me, it's it's full-on panic mode. So I could see why you'd want to sell now. Yeah, because just wouldn't because, because it, his ADP will – nosedive if he's doing that again next year yeah so it won't me, it won't maintain 14 just you know just based off of drops it'll so i look at him for a sell it's not a sell like oh get out because he's terrible i'm right. just looking at some of these guys ahead of him here behind him and i'm going okay i'd rather take some of these guys i understand and it's not like yeah. it's like one guy right it's not like oh his adp is two spots too low i'm talking about nine different guys like, that's an entire round behind him that you might want to pick up number one guy again i'm looking for is Devonte adams on this list if i could swap him straight up now I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, here you go. Take him. Take Paul Abdul. We're even. I would give straight up. I would give Amari Cooper and a third for Devontae Adams. I would do that. I would give up a draft pick as well. Okay. Not a second, but a third. A just, third. Yeah, that's just whatever. Entice the deal. A little just bit gets there. the deal you know, done. Like, hey, you might yeah. get a Stephon Diggs in that deal. So Amari Cooper. Next guy on the list. What do we have? Um, next guy on the list I have is Melvin Gordon at twenty-four. So, we talked about this pre-show. We went through with some of our guys here. And I was saying that 24, to me, is perfect for Melvin Gordon. Right there at the bottom of the second round. I look at everybody behind him at ADP. There's not a single guy on that list that I would trade him for. Not a single guy. Okay. Right where he, To me, he's just about right where he needs to be. I'm Melvin Gordon. And then you were selling to me why you should sell him, and I agree with everything you say. I mean... The reasons are obviously he's he's just very inefficient as a runner. I mean, two hundred and sixty seven carries for only a thousand and twelve yards, eight touchdowns, which is pretty good. But I mean, only a three point seven nine yards per carry. He's living he's living on receptions, which is great. But I mean, how long is an actual football team gonna 
going to sit there and accept that kind of production and keep that guy as their feature back. I'm worried. I'm worried from that respect. And I'm also worried from the, the, the fact that he had, um, the microfracture knee surgery. So here's a guy that's 24. He's producing good numbers for fantasy wise. You know, he's, his statistical ranking is he's back to a, back top five running back. He's a, he's a top five running back, you know. So for me, I mean, you might be able to squeak another year out of Melvin Gordon and and still be able to sell high on him. But I, for me, it's not a bad time to get out from underneath him. I think it's a really good time to get out for Melvin Gordon too, if you can for the prices right. Right. He's not to the point where I'm selling for whatever I can get. Right. I'll just take. But I agree with those points. Now, his. His main goal here, his main, you know, salvation when it comes to fantasy, you're right. It's in the receiving yards. You're right. And he's a very inefficient runner, which is just – it's just he's just not that good of a runner between the tackles at all, honestly. He's just not very good. But I like the fact that his bread and butter comes from the receiving point. Because, I mean, look at Christian McCaffrey. He's receiver – running back number eight. He's strictly only right. receiver. And if somehow Melvin Gordon kind of got shuffled down that list a little bit to when they brought in a guy and they used him strictly for receiving, I don't think his I don't think his fantasy production would drop to the point where it's gonna be crazy. Somebody goes from running back five, four overall, to maybe running back like nine, ten, eight, which is still really good. But his value from where he is going to back to back years, I think now would be a good time to get out from him. Now, again, the only way I'd probably get out from Melvin Gordon is one, you can't give up a. Uh, it's not good to give up one of these elite running backs for usually a receiver. If I could get that, like again, if I can get Melvin Gordon for Devonta Adams, I would do that. But for the lot of times, you're gonna what you're gonna do is create yourself a big hole because that that running back position for an elite running back, it, it's hard. To oh, fill. they're very hard to find. Yeah, and that's what Melvin Gordon is. No right. matter how efficient he is, he's an elite fantasy running back at this point. So for that point, if you're I sitting, yeah, out, if but, you're sitting in the top five, yes, you're definitely elite. But I'm going to go back right back to where we talked about earlier year, early in the year, and that's is the big push here for Melvin Gordon. I'm trying to sell is I'm going to try and get Saquon Barkley. Okay, I think that's the move. I think let's see where Barkley ends up first, and once he does that, that's the move. But I'm also going to be hesitant to the point where let's see, like what if Darius Geis goes to the Lions. What if Darius Guy's gold goes to the Colts? You know, let's see. Maybe, maybe the gap we're talking right now between Saquon Barkley and some of these and Darius Guys yeah. will be just like it was before when we were talking about some of these running backs, and it really closed the gap last year. How it was, you know, going into the offseason. Oh, it's gonna be Leonard Fournette. No, no, tomorrow. And we started watching tape, and it was clearly Dalvin Cook. Right now, I don't think Guys is gonna pass Barkley. That, that's not. Bar- I don't think so either. But Barkley I, to right. me is locked into like Zeke Elliott mode, which was not passing. We, you know, I said confidently that nobody's passing him up. We never said about Fournette because the ankle was always concerned there. Right. I actually didn't. I mean, I didn't even have Fournette as my top guy. You didn't. No. Yeah. We had, well, he had, right. neither did I. We had Delvin Cook right. as our number one guy. Right. So, but maybe the value as we approach this offseason when it comes to rookie running backs, maybe the price on Barkley is going to be so high. So high where it's going to be like, it's not worth it. Maybe I can give you Melvin Gordon, and I'll take Darius Geis, who's gonna, who's a pretty damn good, big, powerful, fast running back, mm-hmm. and the right system will be very good. Electric, right. Maybe I can get r- rookie pick 1-2, rookie something. pick 1-3, and something back. Right. 
So I'm going to get Darius Geis. I'm going to get younger. And maybe I can get 2-2. Two, two, and maybe I can get, like, Larry Fitz or, you know, something like a, a bottom guy like that. Maybe I can get, like, a an older receiver, something along those lines. Or somebody that's just okay, maybe a quarterback. Or maybe I have, like, a, a hole somewhere right. where I can actually fill a hole. And I'm looking to fill a hole. I'm not looking for eliteness, but I'm looking for depth. You know, maybe I'm mm-hmm. looking for an Alex Smith because all I have is Jared Goff and nobody else. You know what I mean? Or I have, you know, Aaron Rodgers and nobody else. Or Jameis Winston and nobody, or somebody I don't trust. Got it, yeah. And maybe I can get somebody along those lines. So if you can't quit, get Barkley, maybe that is the time to get out from Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. To get a guy like Darius Geis. And if you whiff, you whiff. Again, if you whiff, you whiff. But if you hit, it's tremendous. You look fantastic. You get a guy like Darius Geis. And at 2-2, you get a guy like Mark Andrews, tight end. And you come away like that, back-to-back, or another running back. You back him up. You know, you get another running back that slips a little bit down the draft. You get two quality running backs, and they both hit. Then you look like a dynasty god, and you go, you're hitting us on Twitter. Thanks to dynasty nerds. I did it again. These guys are great. Right. So that's what that's how I look at Melvin Gordon. Okay. I mean, I could I could definitely see that. I just I know he's not he's not old. He's only 24 right now. But with the knee, he the knee's not 24. Like we've we like we've said before. Like I mean, when you've had the microfracture surgery, it it puts like almost like a ticking time bomb on on, on your the life of your career. Um, and the Chargers know about the inefficiency sure. as well, so they don't. What do they, what does he do? I want to see. You know, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a situation coming up here soon where it's gonna be. What do they resign him? Right. Do they pick up the fifth year option on him? It's gonna be pretty expensive. Where does he go after that? Does the scheme change totally ruin him? Does the scheme change make him totally better? Does he go to New England? He's a superstar. We don't know. We don't know. But sometimes you don't know it could be a bad thing. Sometimes it'd be a good thing. And sometimes it's just about cashing out. A little bit ahead, you yep. know, and not, and not wasting all your chips. This, this would definitely be a cashing out a little ahead type of move. Yeah. In my So, but uh, again, under strict circumstances of what we talked about, that's what I'm personally mm-hmm. looking back in return. Nothing else is acceptable for me. Right. You're uh, not just giving the dude away. None of these guys. Are, I mean, all no. these guys are good enough that you're not just giving them away. Until we get down this list a little bit where now I'm starting to get away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to, some of these guys I'm trying to get out from under. Next guy on the list, ADP of 38 is Derek Henry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this guy has an ADP of thirty-eight. Guess where he finished as running back wise in the year? Um, I don't know. Tell me. Forty. I, I had forty-one, but all right. Yeah. I, I was. I was like, is that right? I wasn't sure. Like, <laughs> I had to double check that statistic as well because I all did right. not believe it was right as well. People, he finished as running back forty, and don't get, don't give me this. Well, you split carries with Demarco Murray. Okay, Alvin Kamara split carries with uh, Mark Ingram. Guess right. where he finished? Running back three overall, and Mark Ingram finished at running back six, and Adrian Peterson was in the mix for the first three weeks. So I don't want to hear, okay, he had a uh, split carries with DeMarco Murray, because guess what? DeMarco Murray wasn't even good this year, no. okay? You know what? The Titans weren't good this year. But guess what a running back has to do? A good quality running back overcomes that, and he produces. And maybe because he's on a bad team, he doesn't produce as an elite running back one, but he sure as hell doesn't finish his running back number 40. 40, okay? Now listen, and I know the Dynasty Nerds might be just considered the biggest haters on Derrick Henry their entire life, but we warned you about Derrick Henry during the rookie draft. From the get-go. So don't blame us. We try to get you out of this predicament. Right. Look, you're, you're not getting a great fantasy asset. He's a good running back in the NFL. Yes. He's just not a great fantasy no, running back for your team. Not. You know who finished with more points than him? Matt Forte. He missed a lot of time, didn't he? 
Okay. You know who else finished with the exact same amount of points as him? Orleans Darqua. Jonathan Stewart <laughs> had more points than Derrick Henry. Jonathan Stewart. Enough said. You know who Derrick Henry got two more points than? Amir Abdullah. Oh, and I and you know I think he's a turd. You know who's a turd who was a turd all year? Isaiah Correll. He just had a turd year. Yeah. Well, he finished way ahead of him. Way ahead. Way of him. I can't even find him. Frank Gore, way ahead of him. Tariq Cohen, way ahead of him. Marshawn Lynch, yeah. way ahead. But listen, when you're at 40, the list goes on and <laughs> on sure does. and on. It's like the ocean, uh. right? <laughs> Just never ends when you're looking out there from the beach. So with ADP 40, we mentioned this before. His name is going to be a hot name going into the offseason. They're going to get out from Derek DeMarco Murray. They're, he's going to be the starter. That whole offense is a complete disaster right now. Right. Okay. The only thing I really want anything to do with on that roster is Corey Davis. That's pretty much it. I mean, I'll take Marcus Mariota. I was going to say, I, th- I, I think Mariota will bounce back. I think they're going to end up getting a new offensive system but eventually listen, there. There's a big question mark going on there. And I'm telling you what, Derrick Henry is not the fantasy answer. You said it perfectly. A guy like Devon Austin helps an NFL football team. Okay, yep. He does not help your fantasy squad. Derrick Henry helps an NFL football team. He does not help your your squad. I'm getting out from Derrick Henry. I am taking what I can get. I guarantee you, you can get a mid to late first round pick for Derrick Henry. Guarantee it. That would be insane to me. I guarantee most leagues. I'm telling you, people are saying people that we're talking to right now were insane enough to draft them. Right. Good point. So good point. People, I'm telling you, where's his ADP? So his ADP is at 40. 38 is his ADP. His ADP is at 38. Yeah, 38. He's ahead of Zach Ertz. That's insane to me. Uh, he's ahead of Carlos Hyde. I'd rather have Carlos Hyde. You want to know why? Derrick Henry's twenty three. Carlos Hyde's only twenty six. I'll take those. I'll take. I'll take Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's a better running back too. He's a better running back. Evan Ingram ahead of uh, Derrick Henry. I would definitely take. Child, Evan. please get out. Get the Carson Wentz is behind. Carson, I'll take Carson. I'll take ten years of a starting quarterback over mm-hmm. five minutes of Derrick Henry any day of the week. Please, people. Please. I would definitely take Aaron Rodgers this ahead of him, too. This is a but. public service announcement. Get out while you still can. I would take three years of Aaron Rodgers before I before I took Eric, Derrick Henry. I would take one year of Derrick Hen- uh, Aaron Rodgers over one year of Derrick Henry. And I only say one year because that's all he's got about. <laughs> he's just not. He's going to get replaced. He's going to come in here. Because, listen, Tennessee is not going to be that good probably next year. Right. Maybe. I could see that. They're still going to be re- re- rebuilding. It, could, it, could, go either. it could go either way. There. And that running game is not going to be solved by Derrick Henry. So it's 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 time to get out. I agree. Take time, what you can. Time to get out. Yeah, yeah. Look at the ADP. All those guys we mentioned, I'll take them. If you got, if you got Carson Wentz and you still want to get Aaron Rodgers in, if you can't, I mean, obviously nobody's going to do that in the dynasty league. But, again, the key here for Derrick Henry is a first-round pick. So his positional ADP, he is the 14th running back being selected right now. 14th. And he's the forty-first as far as statistics. That's a huge. I mean, that's a huge gap. Huge, huge statistical gap, gap to like perception. You know, perception yeah. and reality is way off on this guy. Yeah, that's the difference between a million and a billion, basically. And a good way to look at that, I saw a good uh, thing online about this before. It said the really true gate. Know the true, true difference between a millionaire and a billionaire, right? A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. Goo. 
I don't even want to think about that. What a huge, di- that's a massive difference, right? Yes. From being 12 days old to being 31 years old. Yeah. Okay. Everybody ahead of DeMarco Murray <laughs> is a billionaire. Derek Henry. <laughs> Derek Henry. Whatever the hell this guy's <laughs> name is. I don't know. He's being <laughs> the back of the bus with uh, Bishop Brinke soon. Yes, he is. Uh, another former Tennessee running back. Uh, and what, and who was oh, who's the other guy from USC? Lendell White. Lendale White. Yeah. Show take take him too on the back of Tennessee's running back. Lendell, man, I can't Fat believe you forgot him. Uh, Lendale White. So, yeah, that's the difference between those two. A million and a billion times difference. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't don't be stuck with the million when you could be a billionaire. Take the first round pick. Aim higher, please. Aim higher. Moving down the list here. Who's next? Uh, as far as ADP goes, um, Des Bryant was the next guy we no, had. No, no, no. You had Doug Baldwin at 36. Well, De- Doug Baldwin was ahead of him, so I thought you were skipping him. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. It's ahead of 38. But uh, but that's okay. We can go to Doug Baldwin. Um, so, uh, Doug Baldwin. It's simple here. Yeah, it's just simple. Guy's 29 years old. He's he's overvalued in my eyes um, with an ADP of 36. Just get out from underneath him before the ticking time bomb. You know they're just going to replace him. I mean, they've already got guys that are younger on the on the roster that are producing and stuff. You tell what they're doing in the draft to keep trying to draft these guys right. in the second, third round of receivers looking for this guy to hit. Wouldn't be surprised if they signed a guy. Alshon's behind him. He's two years younger. Much rather have a guy like Alshon Jeffrey. Right. How as crazy as it sounds, I'd rather have Corey Coleman than him uh, at twenty three with the upside of Corey Coleman than Doug Baldwin. Again, he produces. But now's the time to get out from Doug Baldwin. He's just getting Absolutely. old. Father time is going to catch up. Uh, speaking of which, Des Bryant, that you mentioned, at ADP of 40, he's 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me in the slightest bit if the uh, Cowboys got rid of Des Bryant this offseason via trade or somehow. I do not predict Des Bryant will be a Dallas Cowboy next year. He's 29 years old. He's wide receiver 22 on a year, which is funny because he hasn't had 100 yards in 22 games. He's super inefficient. That's the thing. 124 targets, and he only caught 66 of them. So I, there's just not a great connection. Ever since Dak has become the quarterback, his production has really you know, nose, taken a huge nosedive. So there's just not the natural connection that, that Dez and Romo had. I'm not sure if it's – you know. Romo had a more more of a willingness to kind of throw up 50-50 balls or what, but um, or knew how to throw him those 50-50 balls, you know, how Dez liked him more. But it's it's pretty clear that ever since Dak has come on as the quarterback, him and Dez just haven't been clicking. And he's such a baby. He is a baby. Dude, he's, he's just one of the guys who want to look at him and say, dude, shut the hell up, dude. Do your job out there. Right. You're, you're out here whining. Look, then you catch a ball and you turn it over. Oh, right. way to go, cry baby! Now we're gonna pout too. Right? Yeah, I'm so over Des Bryant. One guy at one point a couple of years ago, he was one one overall in dynasty ADP value. My has that ship sailed drastically with an ADP of forty. And when listen, we're saying forty is too high. You know, I'd rather gamble on a guy like Devin Funchess at the age of twenty three, who a guy I didn't even like coming out of college of Michigan, a former tight end. You know, give me. Devin Funches over Des Bryant all day long. Never thought I'd say this, but I, I think I'm with you on that. Actually, you, you know, just age and and you know he's he's shown enough to me this year. Devin Funches once he's once he finally got you know the the role to himself as the wide receiver one uh, on the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? And I think I and I, I like Devin Funches going forward more as so as I hope they go out there and they get another receiver because I really like Devin Funches as a really good number like two with a one two combo punch kind of going over for Cam. They have more options. 
Maybe a guy like Braxton Miller even stepped up next year. Maybe Curtis Samuel, who I expect to come in. I think Curtis Samuel and Devin Funchess would be a really good one-two combo out there as well. So, yeah, give me a guy like Devin Funchess for Des Bryant. I think it's a trade you probably could make. And, again, if I can – if I could straight up get a first-round pick for Des Bryant, I'm taking it. I would definitely do that, yeah. I, I mean, I own him in a league where I don't have a first-round pick, and if somebody if somebody was like, hey, I'll give you a first-round, I'd, I'd snap it up in a second. And the way I look at this, even if I'm a competing team here, I'm taking a first-round pick because, listen, if I finished at around 10, 11th, 12th, and I had that pick, and I did that with Des Bryant you know, as wide receiver 22, which is low-end wide receiver 2 anyways, your team doesn't necessarily need that. Right. You can probably go out there and trade for one of those guys – I like Devin Funchess by giving up less, use that first round pick, and then use that first round pick to flip for just a better receiver overall if you possibly can. So, yeah, I'm getting out from that, and I'm completely okay with that as well. Uh, next guy on the list that we have here is uh, a guy on your list, um, Mr. Jay Ajayi. Um, another guy, uh, I see him in very similar light um, as Melvin Gordon. Another, guy, they're both 24 years old. ADP of 46. ADP of 46. So this guy is actually, uh, you know, almost double uh, as far as the rounds go. Melvin Gordon, obviously, right there at the end of the second. And now Ajay is at the end of the fourth. I mean, so, I mean, you're you're getting getting down the list quite a bit. But still, a very inefficient runner. 208 rushing attempts for 873 yards. A little bit more efficient than than Gordon at a 4.2 clip, but only one touchdown. Which is uh, which is a pretty big bummer, and then uh, only twenty four receptions as well, so he doesn't have the the large reception total to boost up his fantasy. Value. And he had to worry about those receptions getting cut drastically next year with the return of possibly Darren Sproles, but not only how that of Donnell Pumphrey Donnell as well. Pumphrey, right. So you have to be worried about those re- receptions being completely cut into as it is. Definitely with that offense with you know Zach Ertz coming back, and this is another guy with a knee issue as well. So that's why I I, I see them I see them in very similar lights. And I see them invested in a running back in a draft just to play it safe so they can be safe to get out from Ajayi as well. I agree. I'm selling Jay Ajayi. He falls into the category. Is I'd be okay with taking a high second-round pick for Jay Ajayi and being completely content with something along those this, lines. This is another guy similar to Derrick Henry that has a, a huge differential between his positional ADP, which is 16, and his statistical rank, which is 31. So this is another guy that has a, has a big gap there as yeah, well. And again, when I look at guys that are behind him in ADP-wise of 46, I'm seeing guys on the list of LaShawn McCoy. Now he's a little bit too old for me to make a trade of a guy like that. But again, a guy like Devin Funchess, I'm happy with. Cooper Cup. Give me Cooper Cup all day long over a guy like him. Deshaun Watson at this point, I would I would rather have. I mean, he showed in his brief stint there, you know, in those – what I hope four games or whatever that he's a huge difference maker for there, fantasy. There's three young receivers I would take all over him right now that I would love to get with ADPs from 62, 63, 64. Right. That's Mike Williams for the San Diego Chargers. I'm not out on Mike Williams. Me I would either. much rather invest in him long term than JJ. Josh Dotson for the Washington Redskins. Much rather give him. And then of course Josh Gordon. Give me Josh Gordon over JJ as well. Three good names right there that I'd rather invest in. Even a possible Jamison Crowder there. Uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, ADP of 68. I would take Sterling Shepard a million times out of a million times over JJ. A million times. I'm with you there. I'm so, you. Yep. absolutely get out from him. Next guy on the list we have here is Lamar Miller. Sits at ADP of 67. Real surprising statistic here is 
You know, the 26-year-old actually finishes the year as running back 13 overall, and that's after the terrible last three, four games he's had. Right. Absolute terrible. Still finishes the year as running back 13. He's owed like $5 million next year. The Texans are going to get out from under that. There's no way they're going to pay this guy. Five million. I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, they're giving they're giving carries to other guys and everything. Uh, yeah. Alfred Blue was getting a lot of carries yeah. the other day. The depth of this running back class. Right. I mean, you got to worry about any of these running backs that are kind of just average and what they're getting paid. There's absolutely no reason for these NFL teams to keep them. Maybe Lamar Miller could pick up somewhere. Maybe go somewhere like the New England Patriots and his ADP kind of stay right. Maybe then his value spurts. He's only 26, but as of now. I'm I I'm getting out from Lamar Miller. Uh, I, I'm totally with you. I'm, I've never been a big Miller fan, so I think the move here, though, Matt, honestly, is I think they're for sure going to get rid of him. I really do. Um, so so hold and wait to see where he goes. Yeah, because I mean, his ADP is sixty three or sixty seven. Uh, that's again, Sterling Shepard's behind him. I, that, that's a player I would take straight up. I would consider I would take Robbie Anderson for the Jets. I would take straight up on the upside there of a twenty four six foot three receiver. Yeah, I would take yeah. that. Uh, Duke Johnson's behind him, which is kind of weird at 24. That Duke Johnson finishes here as running back yeah, 12 overall. Right. He's a running back one. They're going to get rid of Crow. I know they're going to bring somebody in there, so they're they're okay. But I'm okay with taking Duke Johnson ahead of him. Uh, O.J. Howard, I would take ahead of him. Who's behind him in ADP-wise? Hell, even David Njoku, I would take ahead of him. I'd even take Nelson Algalore ahead of him. That, I mean, that, that's not a bad play either because, I mean, Algalore I think has good long-term value, whereas, I, I mean, I think Lamar Miller's – Value, you know, long term is is really up in the air at this point. But I think the, I think the move with Miller would be to hold on, let him release him, and the hope is that he resigns somewhere that's going to really intrigue some people right away. And that's don't a, even, it's a risky maneuver, though. I it mean, because he I could agree. be. I could see. I could very well see him being one of those guys that doesn't sign until after the season starts. See, I don't. I, I don't I, think he's that great, man. I think it's. It, I think there's going to be better guys out there. And then obviously the rookie class, these running backs, man, if when they get released, sometimes they get screwed, man. They think they're better than they are. They're waiting for an opportunity that never I agree comes. With that, but let me finish. Okay, go ahead. My point on it. I I think one, you sell you try to sell Lamar Miller for what you want. Any of those guys we just mentioned, you do it right away. Right. If you can't get what you want and don't settle for less, you do. You take a really risky maneuver, you hold. You hold till he's cut, and then you hope he does resign early. And I can see him resign, though, with one of the contracts that are not really, like, guaranteed at all. Right, right. And he could be one of those guys that, yeah, he signs for – I can see Lamar Miller getting signed for $3.5 million per year, right? Nothing's guaranteed. And then he, then he could be end up being – again, he's still drafted a rookie, too. He's got to be our rookie. Cut. Cut. Week, week three, cut. Ben Tated. Week four, cut. He's been Ben Tated out of the league. Perfect comparison to former <laughs> Texan running back. Yes. See you later. I think a Ben Tate comparison could be exactly what could happen – now it could flip. He could do well as well in the right situation. Yeah. I think he's a total scheme fit for him to have success. He has to be the perfect scheme fit. Like Lamar Miller in New Orleans, for example, would be a successful fantasy running back, I believe. Could be. Yeah. In the PPR game. Yeah, I believe absolutely. it would. I, uh, a lot of those PPR running backs in New England could work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. In the right situation, he could work out well. A la like Melvin Gordon in, in L.A. with the Chargers works out well. So is it a risky maneuver? Yeah, but that hype train where he does resign where might give you just an uptick where you need, where you can flip that into a 2019 pick class pick, which then where you can't get a good quality pick in this 18 class, it's too late. We've re- we've beyond that point. We've crossed that line. Right. But maybe, maybe that'd be just the right time 
to invest in an early 2019 pick, even if it's a, any kind of first, if it's if a late first or whatever, just the right pick, definitely to a team that has that other running back on that team that Lamar Miller signs with, that you can get that person's first, then it might be well worth it. All right. Last guy on the list here that we have. Um, who was it? Jordy Nelson. Oh, there, yeah. Okay. We we mentioned this last week. I think we right. had what twenty Jordy Nelson takes about why. I was gonna say we're toast. we're beating this we're beating this old man's dead horse to death. Um, he's he, yeah, thirty two years old. Obviously, he toast. he's toast, man. He's gone. Yeah, he doesn't look good anymore. Doo doo butter there. smeared all over the bread makes him a poop sandwich. God, fifty three catches for four hundred eighty two yards. Ooh. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Wide receiver forty three. Is that good? That's not. That's Ooh. no bueno. That's no bueno. He's thirty two. Is that good? That's not good either. Ooh. Is so, he injury history? Yeah, he's got injury history. Ooh. Are the Packers probably gonna sign a receiver? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. They're yeah. going to draft one. They always, they, they always draft them. Yeah, I don't know. They never sign people, so probably not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jordy Nelson at, at this point with an ADP of 60. Uh, that's kind of high, but not that high. But, again, there's guys, all those receivers I mentioned before, Mike Williams, Josh Dotson, Josh Gordon, Jameson Crowder, uh, Sterling Shepard, Robbie Anderson, Marvin Jones, O.J. Howard, Duke Johnson, David Njoku, Cam Newton, Martavis Bryant, Kenny Galladay, uh, Nelson Algalore. I'm just going down the list here of right. guys I would all take ahead of them. Robert Woods. Robert Woods at an ADP of 92 or Jordy Nelson. Honky, please. And, and this is a guy, another guy that has a higher perceived value. His positional ADP is 31, where you know we already said his 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 statistical rank is 43. So. This is a guy that you, he still you could sell on a little bit on name and, and get more than his statistics would tell you. Yeah, but dude, come on, Aaron Rodgers coming back next exactly. year, you know he's going to be sweet. Exactly. Come on, so dude. So you can sell him on those Rodgers, on those type of baby. Yep. You know we only did back because Rodgers was out. Exactly. Well, what about the game Rodgers came back, dude? Come on. Rodgers was knocking the rust off. I mean, you know this. Come on, you're not a dumb guy, are you? No way, man. Come on, I wouldn't be talking to you if you were a dumb guy. You're saying stuff like that. You come off as a dumb guy, and you're not a dumb guy. Both of us know you're not a dumb guy. Come on, give me two first-round picks for Jordan Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the list. One other guy I just kind of want to mention here is we talked about we'd mentioned this guy at the end of the show. Yep, yeah. Is would you consider selling David Johnson? He's ADP of seven overall, and we were both kind of shocked at his age. He's, that that's what that's what led us to put him on the list is when we when we saw how old he was, we were like, huh? He's twenty-six he, years old. Is he a sell? Uh, to me, the news of Bruce Arians possibly leaving. Right? right, right. Who knows? Again, does Larry Fitz come back? Does he not? Who's the quarterback next year there? Can they stack the line? The O-line's not that great this year. Anyways, how did David Johnson done? He's only, you know, he's done it for like a year and a half, almost two years. We know the statistics of the hashtag two to three year window as it is for the running back. We've seen this story. Where a guy does this, where he catches a lot of balls and runs the ball well, a la a Chris Johnson kind of guy, sure, and then all of a sudden slowly goes away. Yep. Is David Johnson that guy? He was a late around draft pick. Twenty six is kind of concerning for a running back. ADP where he's not he's good, but ADP of seven overall with a guy like Zeke Elliott behind him is only twenty two. All those rookie running backs, Alvin Kamara, twenty two. It's, could you it's, yeah. could you get Alvin Kamara for David Johnson and something? Wouldn't be a smart move. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> Not gonna do it. The age is a concern. Uh, it is a concern. Uh, so I mean, he just did turn twenty six. 
Yes. It was one of those things where, he, like, I think it was earlier in December. He but his run it. style, his game style, does he really lat? Is he still? Does he hold any value in twenty nine? I mean, look, Mark Ingram's only what? Mark Ingram's only twenty eight. Okay, yeah. and look yeah. how we value Mark Ingram. Right. Exactly. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree. Mark Ingram feels like he's been in the league for a million years. Yes. So I think a lot of people think he's older than he actually is. Uh, whereas in David Johnson's just, just been in the league a couple of years. So I think his perceived age probably isn't, isn't you know, as high as Mark Ingram's. Um, but, but they're pretty to, damn close, which to, is crazy. Yeah, well, to me, it's like one of those things where I think, I think David Johnson you can definitely hold He's as year. old as Lamar. Miller. Yeah, that's crazy. I think you can hold, though, for another year. But what happens if he comes back? And I know odds are crazy. They get hurt again next year. Again, bad offensive line. We don't right. know what's going on. No, I know. You, you laid, out a, you laid most, out a very good point. They're going to be most likely stack the box here. If he starts to fall, you'll, you'll still be able to, I mean, running back, something like that, they start to they look bad. I mean, a la Todd Gurley effect, it's going to be really hard to kind of get rid of somebody along those lines mm-hmm. and with his age you know you, you don't have a lot of time to wait around for for the team to get molded around him and fixed around him so you, obviously you wait till the news breaks he's healed you wait till closer to your rookie draft but if you can get one one again and something you should get more than one one no, 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 I'm, I'm saying yeah. one one and something yeah right i mean it, it might not be that bad of a maneuver <sighs> dude you i mean oh I have, you would have I, to get some. Serious. I have zero David Johnson shares yeah, in my either. life, so it's kind of hard me to either. speak on this because I don't own him. But the age, the team fit, everything that's going for him, going into twenty. Right? No, it's, know, it's an old team to begin with, and, and you know, and yeah, once you might they get another year from him for sure. But right. then at twenty-seven, you're still looking to. Here's the thing: at twenty-seven, you're going to be in the same situation we're talking about now, and then maybe, maybe he's coming off the year he had. The year prior, okay. And if he did, then you could you could get heat. No, but here's the thing. But here's look at it this way too. Even if he does, even if he does come off the year that he just did prior, I mean his ADP seven overall where he didn't even play this year. How much higher is he going to go? No, yeah, yeah, that's the An- Antonio Brown uh, argument. You know, like he's not going to get higher. He's not right? going exactly. Yeah. He's not going to get higher. The only running back ahead of him right now is Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. I'll tell you what, Todd Gurley at twenty three, he is not jumping. Todd Gurley. No, okay? probably not. Okay. So and Zeke Elliott will probably, you know, now that he's reinstated, he's got a legitimate shot because there's a four year gap between their ages. He's got a legitimate shot to yeah. jump David and Johnson. And what if Saquon Barkley comes in and pulls, you know, this this rookie effect where he's a stud, he could possibly jump him. Alvin Kamara Alvin does Kamara. what he does again as a right. main guy, can right. jump him. Cream Hunt does what he does again, could at least be on par. Leonard Fournette could be on par. Al- Dalvin Cook could be on par. Those I don't think t- Leonard Fournette could because he doesn't catch passes like da- uh, David Johnson. That's I mean, you know, but those other guys I totally agree with because – Well, what if Leonard Fournette, we thought he was going to be very viable in the passing game as it was. He comes out this year so he's more viable. So what right. if they do take another step forward if he does catch more footballs? Sure, now, listen, sure, right. the amount of catches footballs he catches, that's in a whole other tier, right? right? You're, he's trying to catch 100 footballs. So that's a, that's a that's a level he's on, right? And that, but what if he has to catch more football because the, the 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 game plan changes a little bit more, and they can't run between the tackles as efficiently, and he's just catching passes. Then he's just a he's a just a, a pass catching. Yeah, guy. so right. kind of like we talked about, almost like AJ Green, how you're worried about more of like a lot of the situation as well. What are they gonna have with David Johnson again? It's, not it, saying it definitely not could, David man. Johnson, yeah, no. But we just laid out a lot of. Red he could be flags dealing here. with a, a rookie quarterback next year, for all we know. Who knows if exactly. Carson exactly Carson Palmer's and, coming back. And what if he does that effect where, like, Jared Goff, that rookie year, even, you know, with Todd Gurley and the whole scheme fit, the new coach, 
rookie quarterback, just Larry Fitz maybe, and that's it. I mean, Jeff Fisher said he wants to get back into coaching NFL. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So it just, it's a concern where we said maybe you just make a lateral move, right? You're not, you're not selling for pains, but you're making a lateral move. You're playing it safe. Maybe you can get like a guy like Zeke Elliott. Maybe somebody's frustrated with Zeke Elliott, right? Maybe you're – Maybe you get Alvin Kamara and something. Right. What if you can get out? What if you can get Dalvin Cook and Heat? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good point. And if you can, I mean, you know, it might it, not. It might be time. It yeah. just might be that time. Think about it at least. Where, it, as long as the deal's right, I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, yet. and when we go back to point differential, right? So you come back out here and be like, oh, you traded Dalvin David Johnson for Dalvin Cook in a first, but then Dalvin Cook has statistically five points less per game than David Johnson, but you're going to have him for a couple of more years, maybe past David Johnson as it is anyways. But then the guy you got with the first was, you know, again, I'll just go back to the like, tight end Mark Andrews, like at the end of the first, maybe it was a late first. And, but he turns out to be tight end five overall for five years straight. And like, you're getting, you're making it up right there. You, you made it production. up. You right. made it up there. Right. So it, it might not be a bad position. One of the things you look back at and you look really great doing it. Remember when I said trade A.D. Lacey? And literally oh, yeah. everybody got on top of me and said, Rich, you're crazy. And literally the very next year, people were like, Rich, you're a freaking genius. Not saying this This is literally two different oh, yeah, spectrums this, yeah, of the prism. Is, right. But what I'm saying is now might be the time. Eddie, Eddie yeah. Because listen, even when we talked about it before, and like, hey, we're going to mention at the end of the show, we were both like, yeah, we're not going to sell David Johnson. Right. But now we just yeah. talked about We literally spent, what, five minutes talking about it? And I'm like, well, maybe you really should maybe sell David time. Johnson. Maybe Who knows? Lateral movement. Right, so right. that's it. I hope everybody had a good year this year. Congratulations to all of the champions. Yes, the 2018 season is a 2017 season is officially in the books after this episode. Right. Um, all the way from the rookie draft until now, I hope we've been of help to you. Hopefully. Uh, I hope that you had a good year. And if you didn't have a good year, I hope you're on schedule to have a good, better year next year and start to play uh, for a playoff race. Yeah, remember, yeah, absolutely. Dynasty and Fantasy Football, even when you're losing – you're winning. You're getting a better draft position. Okay. You're, you're you're setting yourself up for the future. And a lot of rough injuries this year. Maybe oh, this wasn't, wasn't your year. Right. A lot of big losses. We had to go through names, went through them all season long. So 2018 was a rough year. The playoffs were really funny playoffs. They okay? were goofy. But, Unless you had Todd Gurley and you just rolled. But the most important part is we still had fun, did we not? Absolutely, man. So, Great times. Uh, had fun doing the Superflex and everything this year. Yep. Can't wait to get into that, uh, the rookie draft and that and everything. So that'll be interesting, a whole different type of rookie draft. Every year is different yeah, for some reason. Absolutely. It's weird the same players don't come back. Huh. But uh, we're going to have all – we're going to have about next, what, eight months to go over this stuff? Yes, yes sir. It's my favorite thing to do. It's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast. So can we do that? I will be starting another Dynasty League this offseason. Um, I think I'm going to do right around 150 bucks. I don't know how I want to do it because, I mean, we did a super flex where people donated, what was it, 20 bucks? Uh, 20 or 25. Yeah, and then we just picked a winner from that, one of those things. So I don't know if I want to do one of those to help out the site again. Donation page is down. I just picked some people from the Nerd Herd. Uh, definitely want to do Nerd Herd members only. I got to figure out how I want to do it. Uh, but definitely going to do another league this year uh, with some listeners. Lost the league, got to get one back. There you go. That's the way I look at it. So yeah. I will be doing another league. Uh, more details to come probably in the next month or so. Definitely do nations page because the draft will be held immediately after the rookie draft, anyways. So, so yeah, we got there. a little, little bit of time. So, I hope everybody had a great holiday. I hope everybody has even better New Year's. Uh, I hope twenty eighteen can be just as good as twenty seventeen. And if twenty seventeen wasn't that great for you, 
guess what? We're going to start over with 2018. Turning the page here. Life always gets better, man. Don't let the past drag you down. Uh, no need to do that. Every day is a new day. Everybody has bad days, too. Bad weeks, bad months. Hell, bad years, man. Uh, so hopefully I can turn the page. Hopefully, if you had a good 2018, let's build on that. Let's make it 20. I said 2018 again. <laughs> some people have a hard you're time. Already, you're already there, man. Yeah, some people have a hard time when they're like, oh, I got I to rate 18 instead of 17. They have a hard time. Look at me. I'm already ahead of the future here. So <laughs> What you guys don't know is we recorded this in the future <laughs> and send it back in our DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> Richest crystal balls. One last prediction, crystal uh, ball here. I had a rough, uh, rough time in the playoffs next year. Will next year's playoffs be a lot better for me? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It says you're goddamn right. <laughs> it says get get I'm Todd a, Gurley I'm, on your team, and it will. <laughs> I have no Todd Gurley shares anywhere. I know. Get them. And and look at, look your at playoffs me. will be better. Hey, I'm always ready to eat crow. Remember in the beginning of the year I said you got to sell Todd Gurley? Yeah. Hope you didn't listen to me. <laughs> and I know some of you did because you let me know. But uh, listen, you can't get them all, you can't get them all right. The, the, the trajectory there. Same thing we were saying about some of these players. Look, this, now's the time to get out. The lateral move, man. The guy's number one running back, 1-1 one, one overall. So, uh, <laughs> lesson learned. Don't sell David Johnson. So, that's it. Again, we won't be here next week, guys. Uh, but we'll be here the week after that to quick kick off the 2018 season. And the only way to do that is to recap the rookie draft from last year and see what we learned from there, where we hit, where we missed. But even then, that's not going to be that accurate because it's only a year later. True statement. So, again, hope everybody has a great New Year's. We'll talk to you next year. Adios, guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.